And now for our feature presentation. This is great because on the back it actually says this film is also known as... The I'll Watch It Later podcast. Never heard of that film? And now, on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome back to I'll Watch It Later podcast, the podcast where we lie about the movies we've seen to impress our friends. I, as always, am Aaron, joined by my best friend, Jordan. Hello. He's my alive this week. friend and... Yeah. <laughs> what? I said he's alive this I'm week. I'm alive this oh, week. Yeah. Was he dead last week? The, oh, late, right. the, late, the, late, Jordan. the late Jordan. The late Jordan. Uh, and my brother-in-law, producer, and best friend, Scott. Hello. So... We are here to discuss Scott's movie. We'll pick the movie for two weeks from now um, and just kind of, you know, do it like we've been doing it. So, how are you guys this week? What, what's what been going on? You guys watch anything besides the movie? Yeah. I'm trying to think. What did well, I do? You watch? did? Yeah. I you did. held it from me. What did you watch? Um, no, because you were like, I'm busy. I can't do I things. am a very busy person. No, you're not. I'm very you're busy. Very he actually lazy. has that record and he just plays it for you. Because He's like, that's just yes. how his normal day is. He's like, hey, guys. I watch TikToks from sunup till sundown. Yep. And that's That's what I watched. For real? Oh, yeah, just TikToks. Oh, you're stupid. No. No, I actually <laughs> uh, I checked out Licorice Pizza. What? Yes. I'm actually so happy for you. But Jordan yeah. hasn't seen it. Talk so about it. I don't do, care. They're doing this thing where no, we... we'll talk about it. I'll, I mean, just give you maybe a little kind of what I thought. Well, when did you watch this? Um, Probably beginning of the week, maybe. Is it out? And like, is it out? Oh, was it a... It's, it's on soap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We do not condone stealing. Movies here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't condone it, but we do. I literally it. stole the movie we watched last. <laughs> we didn't have a choice because <laughs> we couldn't get the uh, couldn't get the English subtitles uh, up, we'll so we would have to watch the whole thing in uh, in, in a language that we I, just I cannot understand. Portuguese for you people. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the language it was in? Uh, I believe it was Portuguese. spoken in Portuguese. Uh, subtitles were in Spanish. I speak neither one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitles were in English for me, bro. Um, oh, you mean on HBO Max? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so, what, how, what did you think of Licorice Pizza? Um, oh, you better liked it. I will. You know, it was you. it was good. I don't know if I liked it probably as much as you liked it, uh, oh. but I thought it was a fun movie to watch. I thought the the the, the, the dynamic between I just but I had a fucking brain aneurysm right there today, Junior. The dynamic between the two the two main characters were was was good. Bradley Cooper was funny. I mean, he was just kind of like a. Just reminded me of, like some coked out fucking star that he was playing. <laughs> he was you know, playing a coked. Yeah, out that's star. what I'm saying. It's just like his whole demeanor, man. It's like, play- that was good. It was a good movie. I mean, it's it's an enjoyable watch. If you, her character's so strange though, because you think you're getting into kind of like this teen teen kind of romance, but she's like in her 20s, obviously, and she just has all these issues and problems, and she's hooked up with this 15 year old kid, and you know, I mean, it's just it's it's strange, but the dynamic works and. You know, I mean, that's all I'll say because I don't want to like ruin too much. If Jordan hasn't seen what it. I don't, what I don't get is the double standard that has come out. Where like, if it's an older actor and there's a younger love interest, people are starting to give a lot of shit for it. But this chick is supposed to be ten years older than a fifteen year old, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's cool." Actually, no, I, no. I, I'm a go with it. The internet is uh, is freaking out, but I I hate the narrative because I I'm tired of this. Every character has to be this moral like good person in every movie and it's like why are they still making movies like this and it's like no 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 
relationships are complicated. People are complicated. It's not always black and white. It's always cut and dry. You can make faulty characters uh, likable, and you can make you know you can make decisions uh, that wrap around all of that. I think the age difference between them in Licorice Pizza is very dynamic because of the way that a 15-year-old kid acts like he's 30 and a 25-year-old girl acts like she's 15. So I think that's the whole point of the film. And I, I'm honestly, I'm tired of the internet discussing things. They're not allowed to anymore because it's just so stupid. <laughs> the, the, the steam is coming off of his no, forehead right now. No, I'm not right even now. mad. I just, I honestly, it's just like, hey, there's nothing wrong with this. But, it's, it, but it's also set, it was set, it's set in the 70s. Right. So it's, you know, I mean, it's a different time. And if we keep molding to today's standards, yes. we're going to lose a lot Everything. of what was special about different eras. But we'll never make a movie set in that era because... Right. I mean, like, everything has to be like, well, how come there wasn't a lot of representation in, in uh, right. World War II? Right. I'm like, because there wasn't. Just like the new Lord... <laughs> I don't even want to get into it, but that new Lord of the Rings show is just... I mean, I guess they're just... It's a whole shit show going on. Well, the the fandom is getting dumb. I, I think the idea that you're getting mad that there was a black orc out there, get over it. It's a fantasy world, you dumb shits. <laughs> like, it, it's not a real world. Get over it. it. I don't care if it was a sparkly fucking winged orc with a horn on his head who cares i had i wasn't gonna watch it anyway so <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to but i i, I don't care I, I care but i don't care <laughs> i care but i don't care i mean that's I mean, our next uh yeah. podcast. <laughs> i care but i don't care, <laughs> I care but where I we talk about the things that we shouldn't be watching <laughs> like uh the movie i watched this week um home team oh you did watch that well, okay <laughs> i really liked it yeah i, I, liked I hate it too. <laughs> I, I think scott was the only one who didn't like it because he hates any other team that's not the cardinal no it's not no. even for me i took it I didn't even place it in the, oh, my God, it's a football coach from the NFL. I didn't think about it. I it, it For me, you're right. It was like a, uh, what was it? Um, what's that football movie that everyone loves, that kids one? The Little Giants. Uh, Little Giants. Little Giants. I, I've honestly never but seen that's it. But what, that's what my problem was. <laughs> Hold on. You never said what? I'm older than you. I don't care. No. Scott's ancient. Stop, so say, stop saying you don't care. <laughs> you need to watch it tonight. No. Will you please watch it? I'll never do it. Why? Pick it. I'll buy it. No. <laughs> I'll buy it for you. Why so this you this that? actually bothers me now. Yeah, me too. Because, <laughs> see, this was my comparison to the movie because I said <clears throat> that Little Giants is a better movie. It's more heartwarming than Home Team. Home Team, was it was good, but if you're comparing it to kind of the movies that you would lump it into, it falls short for me. On well, that yeah, I've ha- I have other movies that I can compare it to. You know, you've got your Mighty Ducks, you've got your uh, Hardball, you've got all those movies where it's like, okay, someone goes in to coach a ragtag team of losers that you know, whatever. That it's very formulaic. Like it was a very formulaic movie. Yeah, I, Kevin James played this as a straight man. Like he didn't even make the typical like Kevin James type jokes especially for a happy Madison movie, everyone around him was doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Everyone was around him was doing some kind of joke. I think this that was weird for me because I thought, like, okay, everyone's doing this, like, funny ha-ha bit, and he's Sean Payton. <laughs> like, you know, he's playing it straight. Like, there was a few moments where he would make, like, a sarcastic joke, like, quip here and there, but it wasn't made to be, like, he's telling joke ha-ha funniness. Right. And I think that was cool. Um, there was a lot of like supporting characters that did a lot. I think there was one supporting character, honestly, that felt like he didn't fit in the movie and that they set this whole bit up for him 
and it never paid off. It was the drunk assistant coach. Oh, I think that was a water boy <laughs> reference. I think was it because only this thing dude was in there for no, yeah. this dude. I know for you know the way they played it is that he got a DUI, lost ability to drive, and that's why he rides the bike. And he's constantly getting drunk. Oh, and then that oh, in the I'm water bottle, the guy. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, constantly yeah. getting drunk. I'm and thinking of the old guy from from Waterboy who was essentially the same character in this film. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, that's fine. You're done. Uh, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that, that whole bit, like they played it up like there was going to be some payoff toward the end. And honestly, it was more of a he kept getting ragged on by the bus driver who I thought was really funny. Um, I, I think it was more just to have... Because it's being a Happy Madison movie, you have to have those type of weird characters because they always have in in some of their movies they always always have that character. Yeah, some kind of a weird character. So I think it was like, like his Nick way. Schwartz yeah, his way of <laughs> oh God, of yeah. putting his stamp on the movie, one one keeping it kind of a serious movie. I mean, um, I think putting his entire family in the movie was well, yeah, his own just, stamp. That's always – that's he always does that. But I, I agree with you. I liked it for what it was. I thought that some of the jokes just did not land where oh, they're all no. throwing up because of the – Oh, that went on too long. The Rob, and Rob Schneider was super annoying in it, but – I liked him at first, and then the bit got kind of yeah, played out. Yeah, it got so the played end, out. Like, right. But I, I wasn't necessarily offended by it. Actually, <laughs> my favorite character is actually played by, I believe um, – uh, What's his face? Uh, Adam Sandler's cousin, and it's the uh, hotel clerk. Oh, yeah. That dude, for some reason, <laughs> made me laugh every time. And he's sitting there just peeling eggs hey, in the middle other, of the night. You got any bagels? Oh, yeah. But yeah. I saved stuff for my wife. She's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like, hey, yeah, we had the baby. And he sends the picture, and he goes, you probably shouldn't show that to people. And it's, like, like in mid-birth or something. <laughs> like, they don't show it, but they describe it. And he goes, oh, oh. <laughs> I like, like His character was actually really funny. I like to think that that... That person exists. Like, oh, I'm he sure was based he Based on a true person. Oh, uh, yeah, for instead sure. Instead of just being a, a in a comedy movie. But yeah, but, but it, I mean, that was actually it, it was an enjoyable movie more than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's 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 right there. It's right on Netflix. I didn't have to have it. There's no effort. I was just like, I need to put something on for me and Wesley to watch while we're eating dinner. And the next thing you know, I'm sucked in for an hour and a half. I'm <laughs> right. like, fuck, I didn't want to like this, but. It was enjoyable. Okay, so you need to see Little Giants. I won't do it. And, no, listen. It is <laughs> Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill, they're brothers, and they have a rivalry football game, and it's so good. Let's go, Icebox. Yeah, it, dude. You know, and Devin Sawa's in it. There's other people. I can't think <laughs> there's, of. there's others. There's so many other people. And the rest. And the rest. Yeah, no, but I, I really think you'd enjoy it. I think now more than ever, it's just that dynamic, like, Oh, it's me versus you. We're family. It's very, very, very good. And I just, I really need you to watch Little Giants. It Little was, Giants has more of the heartwarming kids. But it's also a great with a sports movie story. With a great story. Yeah. So I just, you just need to pick it up. All right, that was Little Giants cast. <laughs> Little Giants cast here. Rick, Rick Romanis will be on the show next week. Um, anyway. Well, wasn't Scott supposed to watch a movie and he never got around to it? So what movie. Oh god, what was it? Weren't you supposed to watch a movie? I watch all the things. No, you I were watch like, way I'll more watch it last. I'll watch it. There's tonight. a lot of movies that I'm and supposed never, to get you, around to watching. Did you watch Nightmare Alley? No, not yet. Oh my god. <laughs> so it was I haven't weeks been, ago. Honestly, I really haven't been in the mood to watch it because Just I feel like I want I, I want to be in the mood for it because if I go in there thinking you know what? I don't want to wait two. I don't want to sit two hours. It's already late. And like I said, a lot of the times because of the time difference, I'm I'm dealing with you know hanging out with Wesley, doing stuff, get him into bed. 
you know, and then next thing you know, because Emery's an hour behind, she wants to hang out for like an hour. And then next thing you know, it's almost 10 o'clock. And I'm like, do I want to sink into a two hour really like heavy movie? And I just, I don't, I, I'll throw a video game on and not think, or I'll throw on some stupid movie that, you know, if You've I, seen it, 50 times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's background noise at that point while I'm surfing the internet and texting you and doing stupid shit. I so like, like <laughs> I really have to be in the mood for it. And it's not because I'm actively trying to avoid watching it. I really want to watch it. Planning. I just, I, I want to sit there and actually really enjoy this movie. Can you watch it before the Oscars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That's, I believe, the movie we wanted Scott to watch. Why haven't you watched I did, that? I did watch yeah. that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I did watch that. Then it was something else. Yeah. Well, so. I'm gonna say this. Because I think I didn't we want to bring it up. About it. What? It was you wanted me to watch the Green Knight. That's what it because was. you were gonna drink the soda. But oh, I kind of got a free pass out of he that. He thought one. because you drank half. But I will watch it. I will watch half it. Half a soda that wasn't even <laughs> in the list. He got to not watch Green Knight. Okay. You still need to watch Green Knight, dude. Just I will. Oh my disc. Surrounded by it, I'm, I'm gonna go back I'm to what Jordan, I'm gonna go back to what Jordan just said because it's pretty much exactly how I feel sometimes, where I just don't want to sit down and oh, invest and I, I'm not gonna lie. Into a movie. That one is one that you you probably should be in the mood I'm for watching. Have, I mean, kind of like our pick this week. I, I did invest a little time to sit down and watch it. Um, Oof, so, yeah. well, we'll get to that in a minute. But I, I agree, like, I agree with everything you say, except, like, I find myself trying to find a movie before trying to find, like, a television show or anything. Like, I'm done with cable. Like, I'm calling this week and I'm cutting it off because all I do is put on a movie. I put on a movie. Yeah. And I just... Uh, I, even though I didn't watch anything this week because I didn't really... Well, <laughs> and you right now you're in that sweet spot where Parker doesn't quite... Uh, understand what's going on so you can throw on a movie that maybe has something questionable that maybe he doesn't process. With Wesley, right. it's he's a fucking sponge. Yeah. He will remember every bad thing I put on. Why so are those boobies on the screen? It's because daddy needs something t- for himself. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I've lost that window, so now I have for, to... <laughs> little something for little Johnny, something for daddy. <laughs> boobies, drink, boobies. Drink your juice, <laughs> idiot. Screaming the word boobies over and over again. It's running in a circle. Like, like Aaron on TikTok last night. Oh, my night. God. What? <laughs> Oh, that was so stupid. I'm not even going to get into it. I know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> oh, referencing yeah. But for, see, I, for, yeah, for but I don't have that window anymore. So, like, I have to, like, when I get off work, I can't sit there and throw on a, you know, a movie that I, I want to enjoy because I have to cater to a, a six-year-old. So, just, it's like, it's really hard. Just beat him up. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> here, drink this NyQuil, honey. Yeah, no. Um, so, I, I will watch Nightmare Alley. I, I've, I've got the old one, and I want to watch the new one. I, th- I know uh, I want to revisit French Dispatch, which just came on HBO oh, Max so again. Good. So, I want to watch that. So good. Um, so, I've got I've got a list of things that I do. I will watch and get through before the Oscars. French Dispatch sure. reminds me of, like, a really good meal. Like, you eat it, and you're just like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> Anyways, um, I went and checked out the movie Studio 666 by myself. Without his Everybody friends. was napping, and I was like, I'm just going to get out of the house for a little bit. Went and had myself some Zupa Toscana over at Olive Garden. Uh, made friends with the bartender because I was all by my lonesome. <laughs> when you're here, just, you're lonely. Yeah, yeah, just eating my soup. And I headed over to Harkins, and I purchased a ticket, and I sat down, and I watched this movie. Um. It's bad, but it isn't as bad as like as like you think it's gonna be. It's just the Foo Fighters can't act; they're not actors. Grohl does his best, but it's clear like he's just like I, to I'll just overact the and it's shit weird. out of this. It's weird to me because Dave Grohl has been in numerous movies. Has like, he? Yeah, he was in the new the the newest um, 
Bill and Ted, that third one that came out, he was in that for a moment. He for a was moment. In, yeah, but still. I mean, This movie is entirely centered around Dave Grohl. He's in every scene. I mean, every you think scene. he would have picked up a few things here and there, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, like because like I said, he has been in a few things. Like for his, said, maybe not for two straight hours, but he's yeah, been well, around. Well, that's that's the everybody else I was afraid of. Like, yeah, I'm, you don't see the band. <laughs> I didn't know honestly. Before you really get into it, I didn't know. I and I wish I knew his name. He was the guy. He looks like Mexican. He's got the short cropped hair. It's always lighter, and he. Uh, you talking about Pat? Fuck if I know the guitar player. Sure, Pat Smear. Yeah, was he in was in Nirvana. In Nirvana. Yeah. Yes. Don't know his name. Honestly, didn't even know the man could talk. I, I've never heard him say one word, and I saw the trailer for this, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, That's, he's not a mute. <laughs> I oh, mean, okay. Oh, this guy? Yeah. That yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He's really bad. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even trying to be mean to the movie. Here's the, here's the thing. It's an extra super violent, gory horror film. So when you're not getting good acting, you're getting horrific deaths. Like, And you see everything. Like The opening scene is this dude with a hammer just knock killing this chick and you see every aspect of it Jesus. then you meet the foo fighters and they're like we got to make an album blah blah blah. we need a new anyways um once once that happens this should have been an hour and a half long maybe an hour and 20 but it is so drawn out and there is so much time of nothing going on in the film that you're just like, why is this movie so long? It remind it reminded me of a Tenacious D film, but bad. Which Pick of Destiny wasn't that great, but this was like it was just like none of this is any relevance to the horror. None of the who can, we get it. You're the fucking Foo Fighters. Like you, you have to continue referencing it in every scene. Um, <laughs> we like there's a guy in the background with just a sign that says they're the Foo Fighters in every scene. Yeah, yeah. remember we wrote ever long. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fucking <laughs> reference to that in the movie. I know because that was actually in the trailer. That's what made me want to watch is where he's like, "Hey guys, I thought it was a really killer song." He's like, "Do do 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 do." Yeah. He's like, "That's ever long. You wrote that ten years ago." I'm like, "That's fucking <laughs> yeah, gold, he, Jerry Gold." Yeah, they show that scene in the film, and he's like, "He and it's 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 a long scene. It's like he does multiple." Foo Fighters songs that you've already heard, and they're like, "Yeah, that is a great song. We wrote it a million years Hilar ago." It's funny yeah. because that's actually some guy on TikTok does that. It's like a TikTok bit where he's like, "I've got this new song," and he starts playing, and then like the other version of him going, "That was written by this," and like it was like, "That's Elton John," or "That's this," and it's like, "Oh no, no, watch this," and he starts playing a song, and then he goes into a song that people know, and it's like that's this running gag. So they're just stealing TikTok bits, is what you're saying? Yeah, well, maybe, but so I just. I if you're going to see this, I would 100% avoid the theater, catch it on HBO Max, Netflix, whatever streaming platform it's going to come to. I, I Let think, it come to you. Don't you, go get Yeah, there. if you cut, <laughs> like I said, if you cut a good 45 minutes out of this film, it's not terrible. The story's kind of fun. It's kind of like you got to finish this epic, long, super master 45-minute long song, and it's like once you play it, it releases like the devil of rock and roll and blah 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 and all these bands were trying to do it and they kill their their like their bandmates interesting story kind of fun especially when it they you know when it comes to bands foo fighters maybe not the right band <laughs> i don't know and then at the end you get their new song it's pretty good i mean the the song is not the movie um but it just it isn't worth going to the theater it isn't really worth it's a sunday afternoon i ain't got nothing going on my wife and kids are out of the house, or I just need something to throw on. Cause you, you don't. There's no need to revisit. 
there's no need to watch it. Whitney Cummings is in it. She's super fucking annoying. So <laughs> I feel I feel like this movie could have if you said you know like you said shrink it down a little bit in time wise shrink and then release it with a new album like tie it in I to think, this movie and, and do a tie in and that would have I think there is moved a new units album out. like I, I think there is I think it's coming out and that's why they're new songs. they're actually gonna be here tonight at the innings festival yes so in Tempe I would have loved yeah, yeah I would have gone but I think it was one hundred and twenty five dollars expensive for, for tonight yeah. for we were looking at the tickets I don't know and I was, was on the fence already and I think you've sold me on this. Like I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna watch. I was gonna it say now. last Studio week when we were talking no. about it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, gonna say what? I thought you were serious because last I saw week, the trailer last. Uh, where did we see the trailer? Uh, when we saw Jackass. I think? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was for Jackass, and I was like, God, that looks even fucking worse than what I saw before. Well, last <laughs> week when we were driving to the concert, we were talking about it, and you're like, Yeah, I don't want to see it. And I was like, You're not gonna see it, and we were like talking about it, and that's why I thought you know Aaron was gonna be a good friend to us and you know invite <laughs> well, us. Well, my new bit is I don't invite people to things, and then they just hate my guts. So our next podcast you're not invited <laughs> you're not invited here's all the events that we went to and you weren't invited. i'll invite you later <laughs> oh my god that's fucking gold that's a, that's the new bit i'll invite you later <laughs> <laughs> where we come in and aaron goes hey did you see that concert last week yeah it was awesome i went <laughs> and he just the- describes it and i'm going well thanks for the fucking invite oh yeah i would have liked to see that i think we should have a phrase like like sick invite or something like that i actually had a podcast that'd be a great podcast wouldn't it <laughs> yeah, right uh no the last I, 36 episodes nothing personal i just like i said i was getting i was getting out of the house everybody was sleeping I, I figured you wouldn't really it, it, i'm sure it'll hit like paramount plus or i'm sure it will it's not gonna last very long in the theaters I'm that i was gone now the only human being in that theater. Well, you went in the middle of the day on a friday i, I mean that's probably <laughs> the best packed, time dude. to do that but again why wouldn't this really? be a movie that they would wait to it's release around break. like a halloween time because you probably get more play at halloween it's or very like devil yeah haunted house i don't know because Saint. lately when they release a, a horror movie like in february they've done statistically a lot better than most like they, i think they're they've done like a halloween around on february the scream movies came out around february i mean they first they've of the year, done pretty well with that they always release method they always stick movies they know are not going to perform well between january and march yeah because that's right before the summer films so they must have known that they must have been like, ah, it's fine, but it's not worth. It's not getting a big. It's release. probably one of those movies that uh, Dave Grohl probably fronted a lot of his own oh, money. Yeah, to Yeah, because actually it says that he's one of. The, he, every, I think he was one of the. Ooh, excuse he's me. The, he's the he's the writer. Of, he's the writer of the film. Yes, but also the entire band is uh, producing. Yeah. So they all probably were like. Here's ten grand. Let's just go get this. Movie, Dave, could man. you check your mattress? We want to make a movie. And yeah. Just pulls out wads of cash. Like, we're gonna make so much money off royalties on this thing <laughs> with our names on it. All, all he think he does throughout the movie is order DoorDash, and I was just thinking, God, it must be nice to be rich <laughs> and just eat right. DoorDash for every meal. Six dollar delivery fee. <laughs> sure, why not? But uh, you I wrote Everlong. You get donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. You're talking about Pat Smear. He's he plays like this super goofy character that like sleeps in the kitchen and is like. Super annoying. Hey, he seems probably like plays himself. That. Yeah, probably. I was gonna say that. He seems like that would be the guy. Like yeah. he just kind of shows up. He's in the background of Nirvana. He shows up in Foo Fighters, and then like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm telling you, until that trailer, I don't think I ever it's, heard the man speak. It, it's all inside jokes. It's like, hey, you know, it'd be funny. Let's put Pat in the kitchen. That'd yeah. be that'd be hilarious. Was there a super awkward putting a shotgun in your mouth uh, bit? <laughs> oh, there was. <laughs> there was not. Thank God. But like Dave Grohl was like. 
yeah, we should put that bit in there and show that's why Foo Fighters is such a great band. <laughs> oh my god, the <laughs> no, but there is a lot of band Dave Grohl talking. So my favorite character in the whole movie was the drummer. I don't know his name. Travis is that his name? Yeah. Uh, it was, please tell me you looked this ta- up. Because, uh, I don't know. Taylor. No, Taylor. Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't Travis. know anything about the Foo Fighters. God, except I knew for that. That's weird. Um, he's the best part of the film. The drummer is the best part of the film. <laughs> And then at what point, girls like we're both drummers. Like we come on, we got to get on the same page. And I'm like, had to throw that in there. And he's the first <laughs> one to play the drums in the movie, of course. And, and he's like, okay, well, this I mean, is a good setup for it. All jokes aside, Dave Grohl is actually very musically talented. Yes, like I, he, I know. like the first Foo Fighters <laughs> album, he played all the instruments before he got the band together. I'm so I'm highly mean, aware of that. No, no, no. This Did, is does anybody else want to tell me that story? Because God, everyone fucking knows. Anyways, no, go ahead. I gave it a two. You guys should definitely check it out. What'd you give Licorice Pizza? Uh, I would give it a three and a half. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. A, that's a terrible score, but <laughs> wow. three and a half out of three and a half out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah three out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's not out of five. Twenty. All right. So, without further ado, we got around to watching Scott's movie. What did you pick for us this week, Scott? I picked the crime drama from two thousand two, City of God. Nominated for four Academy Awards including Best Director and Best Adapted Screenplay. Rio de Janeiro, The Beach, The Nightlife, The Romance. But 15 miles from paradise is a place called the City of God. A place where one man must infiltrate a war between two crime lords to tell a story the world needs to know. City of God. So excited to hear that trailer again. With uh, you know, you can't understand anything. So. It's no, no, no. The trailer that I had was a, uh, it was like English over oh, talk, yeah, talking like, about the yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Because sometimes, again, it's hard to find I stuff that is. check the shows. And yeah. It's hilarious when you hit, get a foreign phone. It's just like, <laughs> da, 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 and you're like. It's like the, driving he, he, he finds driving like the three-minute like, trailer just in Korean. I try <laughs> to find something where somebody is like describing the movie because yeah. I know that most of our audience probably does not speak multiple languages. I think Tito does. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if Tito does. That's why I like this movie. And that's why, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Scott, Tell us about movie your movie, you brother. Uh, so this movie takes place in Rio de Janeiro in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just reading this. I'm just kidding. Uh, so it starts e- in the sixties and then moves. Well, the yeah, 70s. but the main part of it is in the seventies. Uh, it says two young men choose different paths. Rocket, uh, who's a budding photographer, documents the increasing drug-related violence of his neighborhood, and then Lil Z, who is apparently he's a rapper from the uh, 2000s um, is an ambitious drug dealer who uses Rocket and his photos as a way to increase his fame okay. as a that turf is a warrior. terrible I, description I, immediately I have a problem with this entire description you literally <laughs> described the last 15 minutes yeah, of the movie none of, the, none of that <laughs> makes none of that, fucking that's, sense that's exactly what the, the description no, says I know, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to put some I'm, context for people who haven't seen I'm this really movie I'm really actually glad that's you read a, that because <laughs> I read that same thing on IMDB and they, that's the way they described it I'm like motherfucker this is the last 15 minutes it, it, it kind of is but it has I mean, nothing to do I, with I'm the trying first to kind of figure out a way like I said to to kind of present this movie that's so that they can understand what I'm talking about I would say it's about, about 
early life growing up in the ghettos of Rio de Janeiro. It's about different stories and different people that exist in this time it's period. It's like a hub of people because there, there's a lot of fucking the whole rotating characters. I wouldn't even say Rocket is a main character. Yes, he's in the, it, but he's in it, but towards uh, towards, towards like the, the last half, yeah. he's he's the main Clearly, one of the main he, characters. It ends with him. He's telling the narrative, but I wouldn't even. I would say he is a. You know, like sixth rate character in this film. I, I I would think that this is more of a story of Lil Z, who little, starts off as what little Z little, and the boys. Little, little, dice. Dice. little dice. So he kind of is in this movie from beginning to end, versus Rocket, who is in the movie and sees things. But honestly, you're right. I mean, he's not even the main character until maybe the last twenty minutes. There's not a lot of main other than other than Lil Z, who is predominant through you know, the early parts of this movie and the later parts of this movie, there's a lot of people that come and go. Yes. And what this movie does is it takes... <laughs> Either a, they leave or they get killed. Yeah, it takes a central story, right? And you have... There's a lot of characters in this movie that, that rotate through revolving doors. <laughs> and they introduce these characters at different times of the movie like almost secondary. Right. They're either in a room. They're Somehow they're passing through this story. I did like that. And, and then they kind of introduce it and say, now... Here we're talking about this guy, and this was where this guy's story starts. Right. So it, they kind of give you all these little miniature stories that build up to the big story at the end of you know this this whole drug war. Yeah. Here's but the story of knockout. Whatever. Before man. we get a yeah, knockout, knockout net, knockout net, man, you just watched it. Have some respect <laughs> for knockout net. I actually read Recipes. something that that's actually the name they chose for the American audiences because the other name they had. Uh, was, referred to chickens, and American audiences would assume that he's cowardly because of the name Chicken Something. Uh, so they changed it to Knockout to be like, "Oh, he's well, pretty." I mean, the whole movie opens with chickens, right? <laughs> well, yeah, because okay, so the movie starts with a scene that ends up being the end of the movie. So yes. they do that whole time flip thing, which is, I think, was pretty cool. I, <laughs> I kind of laughed because I turned on this movie and I sent a text to you guys. It's like, you know how you want to be really artsy. Do a lot of quick shots of things really close. Like, I like that. It, well, yeah, but the first three minutes is literally quick shots of up close of things like chicken faces and there's a knife and there's this guy and there's this and nothing is filmed straight. Nothing is from a distance. Everything is really close and at an angle and doing it. So immediately it kind of made me feel like oh, they're going to go really artsy with this movie. And then, they, then it didn't, and which was good because after I got past that, the story actually was really good. Like um, the story is phenomenal. So it starts off, uh, I think, late sixties, early middle sixties, something like that, where they built these track homes in in Rio. So the area hasn't really gone downhill. So there's these, you know, track homes, and everything's the same. And then kind of things start to happen. Crime starts to kind of build up. Police aren't really policing, and that's when shit goes downhill. And then when they go into the seventies. That's what the favela looks like that what you would assume look like. Everything is trash. The streets are dark and gritty and there's shit happening everywhere. Drugs are being dealt everywhere. Guns are everywhere. I don't think any character in this movie walked away with not having a gun in his hand. For I think everybody had one. Everyone had a gun. Like it was bubble gum. Except when it was inconvenient. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, where's my gun? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. In your other pants? Yeah. <laughs> Those guns were weird, too. They were like smooth cylinder with only four shots like it was weird 
Those are nothing like any six shooters I've ever look seen. Look like the like kind of the old World War guns. Yeah, something. Yeah, probably. They look yeah. like they needed gunpowder and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even being mean. I'm just no. Saying, you're like, right. Yeah. Well, it it's a lot of second rate. I mean, there loading up musket balls. Second rate hand me downs. Yeah. is What they were kind of dealing with. Well, yeah. I mean, they've even kind of addressed it later on toward the end of the movie when Lil Z was trying to build up an arsenal and he's trying to buy guns from that fat white dude who looks like he was an <laughs> Harry Potter, and uh, and he's like, you know, I want AR-15s. He's like, I can't get these in Brazil. Right. What are you talking about? Here, take this gun. It's kind of like it. Switch shoots not. caps. Take this one. Yeah, right. take this cap gun. So he had, like yeah. steam powered barrel gun at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it, right? Little Z. Serious. Like yeah. One shot rifles. So um, the movie starts with a tale of like Rocket's brother and the trio, but of course they. The tender trio. The tender I honestly trio. thought that's what the whole movie was going to be about. No. Nope. That was just kind of the seeds of the whole movie because everything just kind of branched off that whole story. Yeah, and uh, it was, um, which, I mean, it it sets it up really well. And then you learn about this little kid who does these horrifically unspeakable things. Fucking little dice. Made me hate him so much. Well, so here's the point of it. So, So like, it, 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 they go to rob this hotel, right? And. They get away, kind of get away with it because, you know, they, they told the one kid, little little dice, they're like, fire into this window if the cops are coming. So they're in there doing their thing. He fires in. You know, they all take off and they run. Well, then you come to find out that everybody in the hotel has been murdered. Yes. And, you know, I'm looking at it going, holy shit. I'm thinking it's the cops. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, the cops came in. The cops fucking just wiped all these people out, took their money. Because the cops are dirty throughout this entire film. Right. And and then you come to find out that it's Lil Dice who went in and just fucking just murdered everybody in this thing. And he's like, what is he, like 10? No, I would say he's younger than that. This kid, this guy, and not to sound, okay, I hate saying this because it's going to sound racist, but not to sound racist, but (laughs) sometimes when you have different ethnicities, it's hard to tell age. Like, you know, Asian people usually, you know, they can be older and look like they're, I mean, look at fucking like Ming-Na Wen and uh, all these other, you know, Asian actors. Like, they don't look like they're in their 50s and 60s. So, honestly, this kid could have been 10. I pegged him at maybe six or seven. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he, is he was young. young looking, like diapers. And, young. and like, he, he young. goes in, he just starts killing and, and murdering all these people. And it really he's sets up for his character. It. Yeah, because he's super he's happy about it. Laughing when he kills somebody. He's and, in his moment, man. And this is kind of what starts his whole his arc. whole story. You know, the, the yeah, the arc of the movie. And I, I, we've only touched on it a little bit, but I really have to say the whole like going in and out of stories, like. How they're woven together is so good. It's such good storytelling in this film. Like it will, you'll be in somebody else's story, and then they'll just cross paths with another story that you'll see later in the film, or earlier, or you saw earlier in the film, and you're like, "Whoa!" They legit okay. do it all the way into the end. Like yes. the, it ends with a, "Oh, by the way, this guy was also here, yes. and that's why he's here mm-hmm. to yep. fuck you up." And yeah. it's like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't see that coming. Well, you're talking about the. Dad, like the he bank, my dad. when they were yeah. in the bank. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so see that coming either. That was a Otto's, whole Otto's dad. Yeah, it was just yeah. So there, there are characters that go around and do stuff, and yeah, it's not. And what really kind of makes it crazy? It, it, you can watch this movie, and you're like, oh, this is nuts. I can't believe this is this is what a crazy movie. They, how did they even write this? This is a true story. true story. This is how shit is going down in you know Brazil and the favelas and how it happened, and you know to this day. They even filmed this movie 
next in the city next to this legit real city they call the city of God because it's so violent they couldn't film there. Like it's just nuts to think that if you go and really think about okay, this movie is based off things that have happened. It makes the events that go on even fucking nuttier. Well, it's, like, it just crazy shit. It says all the amateur actors were recruited from the favelas right. in Rio de Janeiro. And a couple of them, Rocket, uh, Alexander Rodriguez, for example, actually lived in, I cannot pronounce it, I'm sorry, Ciada de, Ciudad de Ciudad de Deus, City of God itself. Yes. So, and I know that that, that the guy who he made this movie or wrote it or whatever, it's based on the true story. And now he's like a hero over there. They have like all these murals. I think one (laughs) of the murals is little dice with the gun. Like, I know it's fucking crazy, dude, because there's this huge section where it's just him killing people from like the age of whatever it is, seven to. Well, there was a whole montage where it's like, okay, Hey, he went crazy and killed all these people. And then they keep doing these little fast forward montages of it's an overhead shot, which is, was for the subject matter. It's, Okay, it's crazy. I'm a you know fucking sociopath for enjoying the yeah. scene as much Scott, as I did. Yeah, Jordan's <laughs> like, I like the part with all the killing. I was like, Jesus. I mean, well, because <laughs> visually, what happened it's is they, they, well. they take this yeah. top down shot, like they built these sets that you can kind of intersperse into, and you see them get older, and he's you know, and they're literally just walking in five or six people, and they're just shooting people, and visually the subject matter, yes, is nuts, but it looked the way they shot it was amazing. Like I just. I respected the way they told that part of the story. Yeah, they're killing people like crazy, and it's nutty that I'm watching this going, wow, that's awesome. But, yeah, they're, it was – I liked it. I mean, I'm not going to apologize. I really <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment, but – you know, and, and, and Yes, and, I mean, but they did that uh, a few times, like with the, like, the, the gang of kids and, you know spe- – okay, spoiler alert, you know, Lil Z dies at the end. What? But he's killed <laughs> by this gang of young kids, and they that gang apparently is still around to this day. Like all these young, like uh, probably under fifteen, which was kids a, which with was guns. again who was introduced earlier in the movie on the beach, yes. and they pilfered a joint from Rocket, mm-hmm. and they just kind of introduced these guys as the runts, the runts. Yep. And, but they were like it, they kind of set it up to where they're like, you need to remember these people because they're going to be important later. Yes. Well, and they, they that there was a scene where they come up on the runts and they're talking about how do you how do you move up in the gangs and do this stuff? well you, you, one of the older ones has to die or whatever and then whatever and then little Z's gang comes up on him and I talk about this scene. This oh, scene this is a rough scene. Bums me the fuck out. And it's I think part of it. I mean, that part of it because I'm a human being, but is, part of it is cuz I'm a dad and I'm sitting there watching this scene and Lil Z's gang comes up. All the runts start running off, but two of them get cornered. An older kid, probably maybe 14, 15 years old, and, and another kid that I swear kid. to God was five. I thought it was four or five, three. Four or five. <laughs> and they sh- they were like, okay, you were talking bad about us, you know, blah, blah, blah. Pick, you, it, pick it. Yeah, do you, you want your hand hands? shot or do you want your foot shot? And they're like, I'm like, is this going to happen? And they're like, oh, well, shoot us in the hand. And he shoots them both in the foot, and, I'm, and they're like on the ground crying. This kid, this five year old oh, kid, fucking give this kid an Oscar, is bawling. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I want to go upstairs, wake my son up, and just hug him because I felt so bad. And then he hands the gun to Steak and Fries because yeah. these fucking names in this movie the are fantastic. Are, yeah, crazy. He's like, Steak and Fries, take this gun, pick one, and kill him. 
Show me you're serious. And I'm sitting there going, Show us you're down with the hood. I'm like, I thought he was going to say, no, I can't do it. And then Lil Z was going to do it either way. I knew it was going to happen. But he's pointing at this little kid at five. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to shoot this five-year-old. I'm freaking out. And then he turns the gun on the older kid, shoots him dead, and then they make this little other little kid walk off, bleeding in his foot, limp off or whatever. And it's I'm a just don't like, limp. And he's laughing, like little Z's laughing his ass off. I'm like, this guy's a nut. Like, they set him up to the point where it's like he's both likable because there are some scenes oh, where he makes. I didn't like him at no, all. No, because there's a scene where I agree. After knockout Ned. It, they, God, I hate this part. They rape his girl, leave him, whatever, and they're walking away. And he, Knockout Ned's in his house with his family, and he and they're like, "Well, why didn't he kill you?" And he's like, "I don't know why he didn't kill me." And then they they go to the scene where uh, Lil Z's walking with the gang. He stops in the middle of the street, goes, "Wait, why didn't I kill that guy?" And that was kind of funny. So it's like, okay, there funny, are moments where he's well, relatable, they, but not. They kind but of you really him want him to they fucking built, die. Yeah, they built him up to where he's a psychopath. He he almost got rid of all the violence in the. City. Yeah, he for a, for, a, for a moment because he killed all the quote unquote bad guys. Right. So they kind of built him up to almost be like this martyr of the city where he, you know, they were like, hey, things have been really good. There's no violence anymore. Yeah. You know, everything is just going well. And then, of course, you know, you, you can't be happy with just the one thing and you got to have more. And no. it just creates an entire well, then the rival, whole shit storm. Well, then the rival gang comes in and that was uh, led by Carrot. <laughs> Who I loved. The, the white kind of guy. He's not white, but he's white. So, yeah, Carrot was in it, and then that's who he recruits Knockout Ned, and then it just shows, like, the the way these gangs and then the violence corrupts people, where Knockout Ned was just this normal dude. He was hanging out with his girl, and they were dancing in the 70s and disco, and they were enjoying soul music and things like that, and then his girl gets raped, and his family gets, you know, gunned down in the house by uh, Lil Z, and then he goes to Carrot and be like, okay, you know, I need help. Carrot's like, okay, be a part of the game. Help me out. And he's like, okay, but no innocence. We can't kill innocence. Yep. And then it shows the evolution of, you know, there's always a there's always a, a rule that can be broken by something else. And it shows that evolution of, you know, he didn't want to kill bad, you know, innocent people. He'll I'm sure he's not a, a hood. And then eventually he kills people. You know, he shoots people. He turns and kills the bank dude. Yeah, well, the reasoning which sets because, up something yeah, crazy. The, the, the bank guy is pointing his gun at Carrot. Right. And he shoots him because he says, you know, that's a rule that is that can be broken. I killed an innocent guy who was going to kill you. Okay, so we could, that's that's a way of subverting the rule of killing. And innocence. then the bank guy ends up being the dad of this kid, Otto, who ends up kind of infiltrating their gang. Joins the gang. And then, you know, again, spoiler alert, kills Knockout Ned at the end. Yeah. Shoots well, him right in the fucking back because he was like, I'm avenging my father's death. Oh, well, apparently that wasn't the first time he had seen him. Like he, I think, shot um, knockout Ned at one point when he was leaning over the body of someone he had killed. Yes. yes. And so then later on, he's in the gang, does all this stuff. At the end, knockout Ned. You know, the the auto gets shot, and he's laying on the ground. And knockout Ned's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get you help. I got you. You're you're, you're my homeboy or whatever." Gets up, turns around, walks away. And that Otto picks up his arm with his gun and points at him. And that's where they do the whole stop. Let's go see what led to this moment. Yep. And it turns out the banker was the dad of Otto. And then Otto's like, I'm going to get into this gang. I'm going to kill the man who killed my father. There's so many oh shit moments. Jesus Christ. Like, I did not see that coming. Like, all the other <laughs> violence was, you know, it, it is what it is. I get it. 
But that was one of those, holy shit, they set something up that I didn't even think of picking up until that moment. It's like the, oh shit, this guy was going to kill you regardless. And then, sure enough, kills Knockout Ned. And I'm like, fuck this movie. Like, Jesus Christ. That's because you're stupid. I'm That's right. Kidding. That's it. Uh, no, you did it. I, uh, I, yeah. I mean, there's nothing more that I can really add that we haven't already talked about. But uh, I, I just, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It's definitely something I probably should have saw back in the day. Not that it didn't have any. It holds cr- up because crazy. it's a period piece. Yeah. So I don't feel like, oh my God. The the only thing that threw me off is the, the woman who was with, um, was it Benny? Shaggy? No, Shaggy died Angelica? Early Angelica. The, the she, one from the beach? Uh, yeah, the one from oh, the beach. She's the uh, actress that I do recognize. So, uh, you know, I see movies with her now. She looks older. So to see her younger kind of threw me a little bit only because, okay, and then I realized this movie was made a while ago. But had I not known her, none of these people you know, no one is, you know, a big name actor. So there's no reference of time it's very you know you could watch it now you can watch it three years from now it would feel the or same you it would look it the same. or you watch it later that's <laughs> it everybody watch good night it later good night <laughs> next week we'll be talking about little giants uh, <laughs> thank god <laughs> but you know it's one of those it, it holds up regardless of when you watch it because it's a period piece because they're talking about the 60s and the 70s and leading up into the early 80s and so I think I think it holds up, and I don't feel bad for not seeing it years ago because it still feels the same. I think I would have felt the same then. Oh yeah, no, I just saying I regret it in general. Like I had had so many chances to watch it, and I just didn't watch it. And I I know as a younger person, I would have watched it and been like, "Holy shit, have you seen this?" And people would have been like, "Please shut the fuck up, I don't <laughs> care." And I I'm so I'm glad I watched it now because I think my recommendations were more like. Like people are like, oh, okay, well you're recommending it, so yeah. You got you got the street cred. I got the Fucking I got so a little bit of the cred. No, no, I'm <laughs> just saying there's people at like work and stuff who listen to my opinions, and that's it because no one listens. People to like me. Yeah, Scott's the star of the show, but people like my opinion. He's not the star of the show. He's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he brought us this movie. Hey, Thanks, Tito. Great fucking yeah. movies. Thanks, Tito. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not... it kind of embodies the show, man. Hey, how was the is... subtitles? Fuck you again. again. <laughs> So, uh, again, what you were saying, like we were talking about this last night, is there's many, many bright moments in this movie. Yeah, the subtitles and were And you couldn't up. fucking read so, the subtitles. I don't know if that was because it was on the soap. It or was. It because, was it? Okay, so HBO Max, for some reason, and we kind of touched on this, it's in Portuguese or in Spanish, and the subtitles are in Portuguese or Spanish, whatever. For some reason, there was no English version. On the TV version, I played it on my phone through the HBO Max, and it had subtitles, but those subtitles were in bright yellow. Hmm. So it Uh. stood out in those bright white scenes, but I didn't watch it, however... That way, I watched it the same way with on uh, soap, and the 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 subtitles that they hard coded in were white. So yes, yes. there were moments there were where moments like where I had to kind of guess the dialogue based off <laughs> yeah. the context. But yeah, that's they, they I think they figured yellow, that out in the great. normal version. But you know, and again with the subtitles, like I said, if I sat down and preferred to watch a movie, I would prefer to watch not have to read subtitles. Now, again, if you give me a good story. I'm into it. Memories of a Murder is a good story. I think this movie's better. You're a fucking moron. I think this movie's better. No, it isn't. I think what, to to Scott's 
explanation, I feel like this movie had a pace that moved constantly and there were a lot of things going on where he didn't feel like there was a lull and there was just an hour of dialogue that he had to sit and read through. And I think I understand you made this point the last time when we were talking about memories of murder or memoirs of murder. Um, I, I get it because when I picked, um, I saw the devil, there wasn't a lot of dialogue. So you're not reading. There was just a lot of tense, you know, moments where there's nothing being said. There's things going on. Imagery in the movie moved itself. So I understand that with this, there is a lot going on where maybe you didn't have to read a lot of, um, there were moments of this movie that I really, really enjoyed where the two kids were going off. They're like, okay, we got a, we got this gun. Let's go, let's go do something with it. Let's go rob somebody. Let's go do something. And they are on the bus and they're like, well, let's rob the, the bus guy. He's got all his money out and he's doing like, so they go up to the guy and the guy goes, oh, you're from the city of God. And then he chalks him up to the point where they're like, we can't well, kill we this like guy. this guy. Let's not kill him. <laughs> yeah. So they, they go about their business. They're like, oh, let's go rob the bakery or whatever. So they go in there and they, nice oh, girl behind shit, the counter. this chick yeah. behind the counter is really nice. She gave me her number and wants me to call her. Fuck. All right. We can't rob this place. She was cool. And then they come up with a guy asking for direction. He's like, oh, he's from Rio de Janeiro. He's an asshole. Just begin with. Let's go fucking fuck him up. And then they talk to the guy, and he's, like, really cool. And they're smoking joints with him. They're like, shit, we can't kill this guy either. (laughs) And there's just moments like that through this movie where it's such dark subject matter, but they pepper in very relatable, very almost heartwarming moments where it's like, I don't want bad things to happen to some of these characters. Yeah, it's it's not like you've ever seen before because right. there's a lot of children in this oh movie. Oh my god, there that, is that no one really, over the age of 18. It really drives the whole story. It's these And none these of them are actors, like children actors. drug lords, you know? What I mean, and these kids like you were saying that they're they're trying to work their way up into because that's all they know because that's right. how they're going to survive mm-hmm. is to inter interweave themselves into these gangs and you don't have movies like this where it's based off of children. I mean, just committing heinous acts of the murder of the and crime. You know, so it does. It puts you in a very, very empathetic mentality with these with these kids. Thinking, man, I feel bad for these kids. Right. No, there's just a moment in this movie where I legit laughed out loud, and it's fucked up that I did. Where it's like this guy. Um, Lil Z gets, I think, shot or shot at, and him and his buddy are walking. And the guy goes, oh, I got I got hurt in my arm, too. It's like we're brothers, man. This would be cooler if we were brothers. Shut and, up. And he just won't shut the fuck up. He's just being <laughs> chatty. And at some point, Lil Z just turns his gun, shoots him into the street, and he dies. And he goes, dude, shut up. And walks away, and I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like that, that was just a funny moment. It's like, it's one of those, like, if this was a comedy and, like, the main guy shoots a henchman because he's doing something like an Austin Powers situation where he shoots a henchman. It's like, shut up, and shoots him. That's kind of how that felt. It was the probably the most slapsticky version, uh, you know, in this movie. But everything else, again, like, there were people that were so relatable that you didn't want bad things to happen. But, you know... You, you get invested. You get invested into a lot of these characters. The Game of Thrones of Brazil, you know, kind of, kind of like we were, yeah, like we we're talking about with like Anime and the Apocalypse. Is like they kind of give oh, you yes. these characters that you kind of you see on screen, and you you are emotionally invested in what happens to them. Yeah, I can't say like they're relatable. I couldn't ever right. think of relating to any one of these characters. But yes, they they give you some emotional depth 
to every one of these people. Even the smallest of characters, not size-wise, because they're all tiny, they're kids. But, you know, just in screen time-wise, they everyone is, you're invested in everybody. Even to the point where, you know, I, I sent that gif of the, the, the hammer, the, the, shovel thing to you and you're like what what is that i was like this dude was screwing this chick and this the husband walks in he's like what are you doing and chases the guy out naked into the streets and he's like i need your shorts so talks his brother into giving shorts but the guy this is relatable to you no no i'm not saying it's relatable i'm just saying like just moments in this movie and then the guy takes a shovel and beats the woman to death i'm like fuck, this is like the first 15 minutes of the movie, and it sets it up as like, oh, shit, this is a crazy movie. But <laughs> Just so you just, all know, that's relatable to Jordan. No, I'm saying that it, it makes you invest emotionally in the characters, not so much the woman or the guy who beats her, but the the kid that ran out completely buck naked and was trying to like get shorts from his own brother, and then you know you, you start learning about these characters and what makes them tick in this you know, this track homes, they were track homes. And then it became the fucking grittiest, seediest portions of Rio de Janeiro. Like, it's just nuts. But well, you watch them grow up very quickly. Right. So the movie moves through and you see these these characters and they're moving up through their story progression. And you become invested of what is going to happen to them. Because yeah. of all the chaoticness of the movie. Yeah. We think... I mean, we were sitting there watching it, and we were like, "This guy's gonna fucking die." This, well, yeah, this there are moments. Done. There are moments where you can say, "Okay, this is gonna happen." Like it, 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 it's. I know it. Fe- it felt formulaic for a moment, where it's like, "Okay, they have this big going away party for was it Benny, or something, whatever his character was named," and it's like, "Okay, he's gonna die." Like, but, there's no way he gets out. But you think for a moment that you know, Lil Z's gonna kill him, yes, because he's pissed, and then it doesn't happen, and no. it kind of takes you off off that storyline they kind of give you that hey this is the formula that you think is going to happen and that's what this movie did well for me was it gave me things where i said oh shit i didn't see that coming well and the thing was is that this character was almost like the moral compass for lil z as much as there was one at all for this character as fucking crazy shit he's done up until this point he was still the moral compass for him and Little Z almost was like in check. Like it was like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And this guy goes, no, 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 don't, just, do don't, don't yeah. do it. Just, it's not worth your time. Don't worry. You know, we got this. And then he's like, I'm out. I got to go. You're my brother, but I got to go. I, you know, I can't do this. And then he gets shot. And then the, all the brakes are off. And that's what starts the craziness between him and the carrots gang. Because that guy killed uh, Benny and was like, shit, I killed the wrong guy. I was going to kill Lil Z shot Benny and he runs the carrot and goes, I made a fuck up. I made a mistake. I need your help. I killed Benny. I should have. And then the carrot's like, dude, you killed the coolest motherfucking dude in this whole fucking movie. Like literally, it's like almost like breaking the fourth wall looking at us goes, he just killed the best guy in this movie. And then shoots that dude in his doorway. And he's like, oh, we're fucked. Like yep. this, yep. Is, this, is, this is now going to be a war. And that's where kind of the, the, the movie turns into not so much like the, you know, you're watching these guys grow up in this gritty area. Now it becomes a gang war movie. Well, they sub it in the movie. It's like the beginning of the end. Yeah, it's and the, it's the gang it, war. This is the beginning of the end. And it's just, it's nuts. And I, I don't ever, I couldn't have seen you picking this movie just by Never yourself. Never uh, in a million years. I'm glad someone <laughs> recommended it to you to bring to us. I, I, as dumb as his argument for subtitles was at the time. <laughs> 
I feel like this is this was a great movie for us to enjoy. I again wouldn't have picked you to pick it. I'm glad you did. And again, like I said, it's just based off a recommendation because this is this is out of my wheelhouse. I mean, oh, for sure. majorly out of my wheelhouse. And I have seen this cover while I've been like searching for other movies. I have to, and I've seen it. Would this be a movie that in a million years I would have picked or sat down and watched on my own merit? Probably never. Like I'm gonna watch this. Never. I want to watch the comedy Hotel Rwanda. And and that's what the nice thing about this show is that it does it forces me to branch out, sit down and branch out and watch movies. What? Forces you to watch movies on a Friday night when you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I told Aaron. I go, man. I go. This is rough because I said I've waited the last minute to watch this, and I now I have to sit down and watch a two-hour subtitled movie. <laughs> I actually was kind of upset <laughs> when I, the, the subtitle movie came on, and like I said, we were having the subtitle issues. This was already like ten o'clock last night, and I'm sitting there going, I waited to the last minute to discover I can't get this for free. <laughs> now I have to probably put down a sawbuck and fucking actually do this. And I was so I was almost upset that I was going to have to pay for your subtitled movie, <laughs> and you know, you know. Piracy, you know, prevails, prevails and, and we yep. ended up watching it. But yeah, I was like, I should have probably checked on this earlier. <laughs> this is what happens when I procrastinate to the last minute. But I think the way I do it is that I want to watch these and have them fresh in my head. Otherwise, yeah. I'll I'll have to, you know, pen to paper, do a ton of notes. I'm going to forget half the shit. But because I just watched it, there's a lot that still sticks fresh in my head. Excuses. Excuses, all of you. <laughs> Anyways, what are we scoring this, guys? Scott's what do you got, Scott? Your movie. Uh, so again, just to kind of reiterate what I said, uh, this movie gave me a lot a of, yeah, gave me a giant boner. Uh, it's all the kids, all the kids <laughs> and the nudity, lots of dong with with Aaron's hand on my thigh while we were watching the movie. Um, he's like, oh, no, he's making it, him strip in the middle there, of the discotheque. This is perfect. Yeah, there was multiple moments in this movie where, like I said, I thought it was going one way, mm-hmm. and it went another way. That's what I'm talking about with the storyline, was it didn't give me that cookie cutter, like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. There was, there was so much complexity to this movie, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, it might be another movie that, just for kicks, I might have to go back and watch again just to kind of see all how the the bigger story right. connects it all together. Yeah, now that you know the like the twists and the turns <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, you're like, okay, now and I'm going to look for these characters. Because I'm going to look for them now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I-, I think the story's great. There was a few moments of the movie where the pacing was very slow, and it was kind of at the beginning, and a little bit after the middle part of the movie where they kind of, the, it really ramps up with the whole drug thing, right. and then it kind of brings it back down a little bit. It, that, for me... Is probably the only complaint that I have about this movie. I, I mean, this is actually probably going to be one of my higher score movies. I, I'm giving this a four and a half. Aaron? No, no. You go. <laughs> Man. Um, I, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would, honestly. Um, the subject matter is dark. It's, it's a rough movie to watch. It is really, I mean... I, I joke that there are moments where it's like light and it feels like it's funny, but I think those are just to break up on how really depressing this movie can be. 
it is a very dark movie, and especially if you have kids. I mean, people should already be feeling this way because, you know, if you're human, you shouldn't be, like, you know, championing the way things happen. But it, it hits harder for me as a dad and having kids. And, you know, Scott's kids are a little older. My kid, I mean, I have a six-year-old. So, like, I'm seeing him, you know, in the middle of this, you know, pick one and, you know, kill him moment. And I'm sitting there going, this is, this is fucked up. Like, I had to pause it for a minute and just kind of, like, get my bearings. And then, okay, I'm going to rewatch it. So... It's weird for me to score this based off the fact that it's so dark and so, but I think that lends to how well the story was told. And I would recommend this to people. Um, don't do it if you're in a depressed mood because this will <laughs> never, this won't fix it. But it's a very, very good movie. It is, despite my jokes about the whole indie feel at the beginning, it is a very well shot movie. It's gorgeous. I. It's almost like I want to visit Brazil and and see this for my myself, but also I don't want to go anywhere near that place. <laughs> like, no, thank you. But uh, I would say this is a four. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, cool. I uh, <laughs> no. I give it a two. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I don't think <laughs> to me I would recommend it to people. However, there's not a ton of rewatchability because. All the people I liked in it died. <laughs> I was, and when once Benny died, I was pretty much I was out because I was like the killed the best character. And I wasn't really out, but I just I really did not care anymore. I was super frustrated, and uh, I mean that doesn't make the movie bad. That just means it's my own personal feelings about it. But I so I wouldn't want to watch this movie again knowing that he dies again because <laughs> I'm like fuck. Um, but it has that same Anna and the Apocalypse thing where you've you, they've I made swear you to God, like if this you character. Keep bringing up Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> no, but <laughs> see, that's that's they made you care about these characters, and that's yeah. what this movie did. I'm you said you cared about these characters. That's what I'm saying. Why are you fighting me on I'm something? Not, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not. Fighting. You're literally fighting me. I'm not. I'm saying. <laughs> how dare you agree with me, asshole? Dead. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm not. I don't think that there's a ton of rewatchability for me personally because Benny's I like the dead. character. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but uh yeah i i'm gonna give it a four as well i i i think it's a great movie and i think that i should have watched it a long time ago and i think it's a perfect movie for this podcast but do you feel like you appreciate it more now than you did maybe probably maybe earlier on yeah now that i know way more about filmmaking and film stuff absolutely i probably would have just watched it as a kid been like this is a great movie and then never thought about it again and i probably you know I, this isn't like unless second sight or somebody comes out with like an amazing release for this this isn't something i'm actually going to buy but uh i'm glad i watched it. i'm glad that it's accessible and i'm glad that other people enjoy it so much i i just don't know how tito watches it every year for you know what i mean like I, I don't know if he does he just said it's one of his favorite since movies. he was 12 or whatever yeah. he said <laughs> so i and i'm not trying to be negative i just uh i just want to put it into a perspective of reality like are you ever going to watch this again scott ever uh, like I like I said, there might be a time where I might want to put this back in just to see the things that I missed, knowing what you know at the end of the movie. You want to see where all the threads connect? Yeah, kind of where everything connects. Okay, I, that's cool too. And that's it's cool. not it's not I a just, yearly visit for me. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know if I ever like, I don't hey, know if I ever will because I there's, might, yeah. I hey might guys, you guys want to watch this movie? And I'm not City saying that every movie has to be revisitable. I just. Oh, it's there's movies, movies you watch once and you're it's done. It's super depressing to me. It just it made me feel sad. It made me mad, and that's great. <laughs> that's what a movie's supposed to do. 
it just made me feel that stuff too much. Well, so. this is a very Schindler's List movie where it's like, oh, I watched it and I experienced it. Or like uh, Passion of the Christ. Like, oh, my God, I, I, I witnessed this event movie. This was really good. It gave me insight. You want to watch it again? Fuck no. I saw that in the theaters. <laughs> and I'll never watch it again. No. I even oh, like, I don't know why. I bought Passion why? of the Christ on Blue. I think it was on Black Blockbuster's like, discount bin. Guess so I was like, who, I'm going to grab else? Passion of the Christ. I'll guess never watch that it? movie. You own Passion of the Christ? I do. And I don't own it? <laughs> You're in the movie. You closet. want my copy? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> it's a DVD. I'm it's, sorry. Uh, I'll like tons burn of it in dust front of you. It. Very fucking lowbrow. I'll crucify the disc. <laughs> put it on cross. Um, so yeah. All hammer. right. You can nail it to the wall. <laughs> that was City of God. So that means you have two weeks to watch my next pick, which is going to be Town of God. <laughs> okay. So before you pick, okay. So the runts in this movie, just before we move on. Um, they loved filming this movie so much that they went to the screenwriter and asked him, okay, so we're going to survive at the end. We live at the end. We're the ones that killed some of the people, and we're, we're like based off this. Can you write us a, another movie to be in, like a sequel? And they did it. They, made, they were going to make a TV show called, um, oh, God, what was it called? Uh, like Men, uh, City of Men or something like that. There was an actual sequel to this movie, hmm. either as a series or it was going to be a movie, and they, they started making it with some of the runts growing up. And I'm like, that's ballsy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty ballsy to, to you know say, hey, I know you're writing this movie. Make a sequel for us. You know, we, we don't right. know how to act, but <laughs> hey. That was great. Anyway, sorry, pick your movie. I just that that's <laughs> like, it, it, it have to do with anything. No, you had you had said something that triggered the fact that they were gonna make a sequel to this uh-huh. because the, his Well it didn't happen. Didn't I'd watch the sequel. I mean I'm gonna find it now. And just Go be depressed the whole time. Um <laughs> so, it's fucking, actually a slapstick comedy. Fucking Benny Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they even talked about Benny in the sequel, I'd be very upset. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> don't you tell me his name. Yeah, don't you say his name. You're not good enough. Anyways. I will be picking. Uh, I guess I should have pulled up the information. Oh, here we yeah, go. I gave you five extra minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know who directs it. I just don't know what year it's from. Um, so uh, you're not gonna like this, Scott, because I already know. I can already see the glaze in your eyes. I'm but not gonna like it. No, no, no. So this know. is from the year 2009. It is directed by Ty West. Who the reason I'm picking this oh, film? Yes, that's right. Is uh. He is coming out with a new film by A24 called X, and it looks really good. Um, so this movie is called House of the Devil. I can tell you like it. I love it. It's perfect. About the deposit, I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 in her bank account and I checked her right on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here like in the middle of wherever we are. I've not been completely honest. We're from the desert, you know. You see, we we actually don't have a child. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. But it's four hundred dollars. This equals first month's rent and then some. And all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. This is huge. This one night changes everything for me. 
Here we go. Are you not the babysitter? Okay, so with this, first off, it's an hour and 35 minutes, so you're all welcome. Secondly, Ty West, the innkeeper's house of the devil. I have not seen any anything from Ty West except his TV stuff. But this movie was made before. He saw the devil? No, before all the A24 horror. And a lot of the A24 horror is credited to Ty West. So you're hereditary. He's in your midsummer. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what this is going to be like, but this is a very well received film. It's very. I gave those the opportunity. It, yeah, I know. So it's, I mean, I'll give this one the same. Take. I don't see it talked about as much as Hereditary or Midsummer and stuff like that. And I'm not saying it's necessarily like those films. I'm just saying there is a lot of people that when you hear Ty West's name, who's the director, he it's they're like, oh, I love those movies. He. I think A24 specifically picked like these type of filmmakers to make films. And now he's making an A24 movie. So it could go either way. Uh, so I don't know because I haven't seen the film, but uh house of the devil. I've, I know people love this movie. They're actually doing a, a UK re-release like steelbook version. And I, I just, I have it coming. It's on, it's on its ship. It's being shipped to me with innkeepers, which I hear is really good. Um, I, for some reason, for the longest time, would confuse I Saw the Devil and House of the Devil when people would talk about them. Oh. And it was before I kind of looked into it, and that's why I was like, okay, I like I Saw the Devil. But, yes, I haven't seen House of the Devil. I've seen the cover art for this thing multiple times. I think it was either on Shutter or it's on Netflix. But I've come across it, and I've just never sat down and watched it. But I did see the trailer to X, and it looks pretty damn cool it looks cool it looks very texas gonna, chainsaw yeah. 1970s some kind of like almost if you ever saw the movie the visit which was not good but uh it was scary so uh you know it kind of looks like that and then like i said he did innkeepers he did cabin in the woods to spring fever oh my god so uh the sacrament which i've heard is awesome i feel like the more you're talking about his discography the more you're talking me out of care no no, no he did one of my favorite horror films which you're one? you're next so, oh yes, yes, that was so. A good one. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually really excited to check this out. Nice. I, I love your next. So if you're like, if you're discouraged about like the A24 thing, or it's not an A24 film, but if you're discouraged, it's a, it's a babysitter horror movie. Yes, yes. Shush, shush, shush. love some babysitter. We will get horror. into it in two weeks. But as for next week, it's a snack show, and we got a lot of things coming your way. Yes, we so, do. As always, I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan and Scott. Big gulps, huh? Well. See you later. Oh, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking did it. So gross.